0: Support your journey to wellness at B I O P T I M I Z E R S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: Hey, it's Emma, and I'm hosting this week of the She Sources podcast. Today's Monday, so it's time for new week, new views let's get started. Now it's time for new week, new views, a pop culture moment and my take on it. I'm going to talk about some of the Taylor Swift lavender haze drama. I didn't know about this drama because I am not on TikTok. I delete TikTok from my phone for long periods of time and then re-download it when I like, really need to, just because, you know what, I waste so much time on TikTok. I have to delete it. However, my best friend Amy sent me some TikTok videos and a lot of commentary over the backlash that happened after Taylor Swift released an explanation to her song, Lavender Haze. So Taylor Swift has a new album coming out on October 21st called "Midnights," and she's been slowly releasing song titles from her album to reveal her full track list and here and there has been releasing videos giving explanations between song titles and lavender hayes she explained was expired was (laughs) expired listen to me (laughs) was inspired by an episode of mad men that she watched where don draper played by john Hamm, talks about how in love he is with his soon-to-be wife this isn't spoiling anything i promise and another character named anna says back to him look at you, you're in the lavender haze. And Taylor Swift then goes on to say she thought that phrase was beautiful, she looked up what it meant, and what she found was that it was a phrase from the 1950s used to describe two people who were so in love, they were in the lavender haze, they couldn't see anything else around them but each other. And then she's applying it to her six-year relationship with actor Joe Alwyn. She doesn't explicitly state that it's Joe in the video, but she says, my six-year relationship, and we all know who that's with. And she says that there's been lots of rumors and speculation around it, and the two of them choose to just stay in the lavender haze and focus on each other. Real sweet stuff. Really sweet stuff, yeah. People are angry, though. And honestly, I understand. I'm not here to invalidate anybody's anger towards this explanation. Here's why people are angry. Because lavender is really strongly tied to the queer community. Specifically, to the lesbian community the color purple as a whole, by the way, has multiple meanings. You know, it used to be the color of the royalty because it was so hard to get, but it's also a color that is strongly associated with the queer community. Beginning in 7th century BC, Greek poet Sappho, which you might recognize the name if you haven't heard of Sappho, because we now call women loving women love, Sapphic love. Uh, See where it's from. Sappho used to write in her poems about her lust for other women wearing violet tiaras. And then fast forward to the 1920s when women would give each other violets to indicate that they had sapphic love for each other. And for that to be sort of an undercover clue. Then we'll get more specific with lavender. Lavender itself is a very important color to the LGBTQ plus community, especially when it comes to protest. So in the 1950s, there was an era called the McCarthyism era. And I always knew it as the Red Scare. It was the fear of the rise of communism. And it's a fascinating period of time. I learned so much about it in school and I wrote many papers on it. And gladly because I'm still fascinated by it today. If you don't know much about it highly recommend looking it up that's i just get so nerdy about this era because it's just fascinating to me but what is even stranger is, for someone like me who's done so much research on the red scare i didn't know until i was doing research on the term lavender that it was also deemed the lavender scare because of the way that specifically people who were members of the government were persecuted because of their sexuality, and about 5,000 people lost their government jobs as a result of questioning of their sexuality and their assumed homosexuality. So it was called the Lavender Scare. And then later in 1969, a month after the Stonewall Riots again, another amazing part of history that is not so far away from us. I implore you to look it up. A month after the Stonewall riots in 1969, hundreds of gay members of New York City marched from Washington Square Park to Stonewall Inn in lavender sashes. So lavender and the queer community really do go hand in hand. I do have a hard time believing that Taylor Swift doesn't know all of this. You know, this is this is an artist whose way with words is pretty much what she's famous for and what she's known for and what she's really good at. So we can speculate all we want on whether, you know, I I saw some comments on, on the various TikTok videos of like, well, guys, like maybe Taylor Swift is gay or sexually fluid or bi or however you want to um, want to label it and they're like maybe she is queer and she's just because she's in a heterosexual relationship doesn't mean that she can't sing a song like lavender haze and it can also have queer connotations to it and then other people are saying well then she has to come out in order for that to happen and It feels like all these rules are popping up and honestly, I get why people are offended because when a term and a color means so much to your community and it feels like someone who hasn't explicitly said that they're gay is now using that term for sort of, you know, their own commercial benefit. Yes, it's art, but yes, Taylor Swift makes a buttload of money off of her art. Um, It can feel like erasure and at a certain point, it could be erasure. However, my take is... I don't think Taylor Swift, or any artist for that matter, owe it to us to come out. If they don't want to, if they're not ready to, it's just not a part of their job. Their job is to make art right and sometimes it's fun to get the explanation to the art and sometimes it turns a little bit too much into who did they write this song about and who's that about and it becomes more about gossip and drama than about art and music is amazing because it's like a bite-sized piece of art in 3 minutes that you can access so easily right into your your eardrum and there it is and whatever it means to you is what it means like You know that riddle where it's like if a tree falls in a forest and nobody's around, does it make a sound? I sort of think about art that way sometimes. Like if somebody hangs a painting in a gallery and nobody comes to see it, is it still a work of art or is it just a painting? Does it become art until somebody stands in front of that and they say, Wow, that I'm so moved by that and it means something specific to the spectator? I kind of feel like art is like that sometimes. Like when I listen to a song and it just means something so deep and so specific to me. That's the meaning it has from then on. It doesn't really matter how the artist intended it or what, who they wrote it about, or what they wrote it about. I get to decide the meaning. You get to decide the meaning. So that's my answer. My answer is, it's not up to Taylor Swift to come out to us. She doesn't, well, it's, it is up to her. That That is my answer. It is up to Taylor Swift if she wants to come out to us. She doesn't. Owe it to us, and what we owe to ourselves is to stop getting caught up in so much, you know, drama and who is this about? Is she really gay? Is he this? Is she that? And just to get caught up in how art and music can make us feel and how it can move us and what it means to us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the She Sources podcast, produced in collaboration with Wizard Radio Media. You can find us online at www.shesources.co or on Instagram at shesources with an underscore at the end. I'm Emma Stern. Thanks for listening along, and you'll catch me next time I'm on. Bye! (laughs)